0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Bo Talks. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Taylor, a people and culture team member at Bank Your And today I have Molly, one of our sub members here with me. We're joined today by a very special guest, Alexander Terrell, who is a national account manager with Grad Connection. She's here to talk to us about some of the challenges and changes that we're actually seeing in the graduate and internship recruitment in response to COVID-19. Thank you so much for joining us today, Alex.
1: Pleasure, I'm really happy to be here Taylor, thank you.
0: So Alex, we know that just so much is changing at the moment for students seeking graduate or vacationer roles and unfortunately finding credible information can be really challenging for students. Um, I've just come out of the graduate recruitment process myself and Molly is currently in the vacation recruitment process. So we definitely understand what the challenges are that our members are facing. We know that having a better idea of what the challenges actually are helps us to be more open to the changes and to be less worried about the unknown. We're so fortunate to have the opportunity to discuss some of the challenges with you um, that we're facing, someone who's working with graduate recruiters every day. Uh, would you just start off by telling us maybe a little bit about yourself, your career, and how you came to work for Grad Connection?
1: Sure thing. Um, so, I have been with Grad Connection for about two years. And uh, actually, last week was my two-year anniversary. Um, And previous to that, I was working for Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand, also in the graduate space. Uh, So I've been working in grad land, uh, helping you guys find your roles and also helping recruiters, um, I guess, find the best talent that they can for about the last six or seven years. Um, During that time, we've seen quite a lot of things happen. Uh, and I think we're going to talk a little bit later about, you know, some of the lessons that might have been learnt from, uh, from the GFC and those sorts of things. Um, I do work currently with graduate recruiters from all over Australia, uh, every uh, area that you could think of. So anything from consulting to technology to engineering to health, uh, anything that you can think of in government. Um, some of the ones that I think would probably be relevant to the students that um, that Banking on Women have is I've got all the big four consulting firms, um, a lot of the banks as well. So I look after Westpac and um, Citigroup, uh, ANZ, um, and we've got all the other big four banks and UBS as far as investment banks are concerned, Um, And also a lot of the accounting firms too. So, and obviously given my background at Chartered Accountants, um, I've been working with accounting firms for a number of years. So as far as, I guess, just an overview of what Grad Connection is, in case nobody knows what it is, which hopefully you do if you're in the process, um, we're a graduate recruitment website. Uh, We're the sort of one-stop shop to go and look for graduate roles and positions um, as well as internships uh, and programs for early identification. Um, So that's kind of what we do. Um, We're the largest one of those in Australia and we're owned by SEEK as well
0: was a massive part in my uh, application process for um, graduate roles myself and congrats on your two years that's really exciting and um, we'll definitely uh, launch into talking about some of those uh, learnings from past experiences that you've had later on. Um, I wanted to touch on a little bit about um, some of the concerns um, that you might have we're seeing a lot, um, you know, these emails coming from graduate recruiters saying, you know, in these current circumstances, in their top line, that something has to change in their process. And it's something that students are seeing um, written at the top of their emails all the time. Should we be concerned if companies are delaying their recruitment?
1: Um, So I might actually just answer the first part first, if that's okay. Um, Just around the in current circumstances thing. um, you know, a lot of these big companies have had to pivot um, processes that they've been doing for years and years and years very, very quickly um, and much quicker than they are comfortable with. So um, I think, you know, the fact that they're keeping you guys, um, I guess, informed as to what they're doing is a positive. I haven't really seen very many um, employers that are cancelling their recruitment. Some companies are delaying to later in the year, but the intent is that they will still go out to market and recruit graduates. So um, I don't think that students generally should be too concerned um, if companies are delaying recruitment. A lot of it, to be honest, is um, because their processes have to be changed so significantly that... They can't um, they can't do that immediately. So that's sort of one less thing to stress about. I think if if I look from a grad connection lens, we've had more roles come up on the site than we had last year. We're up about five percent overall Um, since the first of February. We've had over a thousand graduate roles advertised on the site and over six hundred internship roles. So I guess that gives you a bit of an idea that there is still jobs out there and the companies are still putting a big focus on um, grad recruitment going forward.
2: So Alex, that's actually really good to hear from someone like myself who has just gone through the process of going for internships and vacation programs. Um, For those students who are concerned about reductions in graduate recruitment having an impact on their chances of getting accepted. Um, what other particular fields would you suggest are most impacted, and which industries or companies do you think students should be most aware of in terms of applying for positions? That's
1: a really interesting question, Molly. I think um, I don't like to say too much about individual companies, um, only because you know I don't think it's sort of really fair to add to the fake news that's out there. Um, but I think you can kind of look at the industries that have been um, very affected by uh, the COVID crisis, Um, the ones that I work with, some of the airlines and those sort of people, have been the ones that have had to cancel. Uh, I think I I work with around 100 employers. Myself, personally, I've had two that have cancelled altogether and probably another five or six out of all of those that have pushed their processes back. Um, So, yeah, I mean, the airlines certainly have been um, adversely affected. If I look at other industries, um, I think some consulting has been affected, whether that means that the numbers are changing that they're going to take on board, or whether it means that they're just waiting for the work to come back in later in the year. uh, I can't really give you the exact answer to that. But I do think that for companies like your um, like accounting firms and those sorts of things, they have sort of shifted the types of roles and the types of students they're taking on. So there is, you know, audit and tax are still full steam ahead. Consulting might be something that um, that will change a little bit. Um, and realistically, most companies are just going on with their recruitment process. They might be recruiting a few less graduates but they are still advertising and still wanting to have future talent in the pipeline for them.
0: Yeah it's so great to hear that so many companies are still persevering with their graduate recruitment and internship recruitment process despite the challenges they're facing. Um, Alex have you heard of any particular industries or programs that you think might be actually increasing their recruitment in these current in this current environment?
1: Yeah sure I think um I know that the government, the Australian government, has um, shifted the way that they're doing their recruitment um, completely. So um, they're doing some whole of government programs. So there is some new and different opportunities in there. For example, we've got um, the Department of Finance running a whole of government program for a generalist um, recruitment process. And then you've got um, the Digital Transformation Agency doing a digital one. Um, the Department of Industry doing a STEM one, the Department of, or the ATO is doing a uh, HR stream. So there's a lot of different opportunities that are out there. Um, As far as increasing numbers, the interesting thing about grad recruitment is that we're recruiting now, or a lot of employers are recruiting now for students and grads to start in January, February next year. So I don't know how much, um, it, I mean, it's, a, it's a bit of an uncertain future for what they're planning for. So I think in some ways that's why the numbers haven't been, or sorry, the, the processes haven't been affected as much as your lateral recruitment. Um, so I think that there is, you know, certainly some employers that are, that are just forging on and keeping their numbers the same. That's really interesting how you've said um, how the government is shifting to a new
2: sphere of recruitment. Um, I'm at the point in my studies where I'm applying for vocational programs in the hopes of gaining experience for future graduate programs, but now many of my peers and I are concerned with how difficult it will be to get a role this year. Are you seeing any differences in the way COVID-19 has impacted internship recruitment when compared to graduate recruitment?
1: Um, so, Molly, firstly, congratulations on being ahead of the game because there's a lot of students that I think leave it to the last minute and um, and I think it is really important to uh, have internship um, options and have some experience when you are going into the graduate recruitment sphere. So I do think that absolutely go on and, and continue trying to get those internship experiences. Um, as far as, you know, should you be concerned about about that sort of thing I think what what's actually been happening is a lot of the numbers that are being promoted or talked about in the media are based on the actual numbers that graduate recruiters are going out for so that's not necessarily taking into consideration those people that they have um, taken from their graduate from their intern pool into their graduate um, offer pool. So um, there has been a better conversion, I think, this year um, of interns into graduates, which is probably where some of the that sort of false information is coming out. As far as whether there'll be changes to internship recruitment, uh, it, as far as I can see so far, and you know you'll see six hundred well, over six hundred internships advertised since the beginning of Feb. That's sort of tells a story itself that people are still going ahead in that process. I mean, if isolation continues um, past this point, I think we're in a pretty good place in Australia at the moment where it's being rolled back a little bit. But um, employers are already thinking about what it might look like if if isolation is extended and if there is, you know, a still a necessity to work from home. And rather than cancelling programs, they're more interested in how can they move those programs online and still give... Um, you students and interns are a really great experience of their company so I think still go on still keep applying for internships and you know I think it's definitely um, worthwhile doing and you know don't be worried that it's not going to go ahead.
0: Yeah I think that if anything everything that's happened within um, graduate recruitment and internship recruitment this year has if anything given me a really positive uh, view of the ability for companies to just adapt so quickly and to persevere with their processes. Uh, As a national account manager at Grad Connection, you're in a very unique position to have some insight into the challenges that these recruiters are actually facing in their process. Do you think that there's any challenges that the companies and recruiters are facing that maybe students should be aware of going into the recruitment process?
1: Yeah, for sure. There's there's a lot. Anything that's based on technology, I think we all know that that can cause a few issues sometimes. If you've ever been in a lecture and the um, the lecturer can't get the PowerPoint to work or any or anything like that, you'll know all about that. So absolutely there's technical problems, as there is in any uh, workplace as well if you're trying to get any of these things to work. So I think in some ways it's a really interesting um I guess, option for us to have a look at how people deal with the technical issues that they're coming up against. Um, there are plenty of those sorts of things. For example, I was talking to one of the recruiters at KPMG the other day and she said that you know they were using Skype for some of their interviews and uh, unfortunately that wasn't necessarily working for some students that were needing to do the, those interviews. So the interviewer was quite... Um, resourceful, I guess you could say, in getting the student to perhaps call them on WhatsApp or FaceTime or, you know, thinking about different options to be able to connect if there's any of those sorts of problems. Um, If you're looking at virtual assessment centres and things like that, where, you know, you might drop out or you might not be able to um, contribute to that process, then that does get taken into consideration. You know, we, we understand as an industry that internet isn't always playing nicely with you or the technology might not work properly. And it's, I guess, trying to not be stressed and let that affect you um, as far as your performance. And, you know, they're more than willing to make uh, reasonable adjustments to, to, for those sorts of things.
2: I guess alongside with the technical issues that comes with using platforms such as Skype and other interview, um, virtual interview processes, personally, I find staring into a webcam or at the screen um, pretty off-putting and far more intimidating than when I'm in person. So with such a shift towards a virtual workspace, I know a lot of us students feel that our personality and softer skills are not able to be accurately conveyed in the same way over a camera and through a screen. What are the risks recruiters now face when making sure that they are hiring the right people without meeting them in person?
1: That's a, that's a really interesting question, Molly. I think um, <laughs> the short answer to that is you just got to get used to it. Um, I've... I'm for my job. I am usually going and seeing people and uh, having coffees or uh, flying interstate to catch up with people to do my job. And I've had to move to just being on screen, uh, talking to people via Skype. And and I guess it is the way of industry. And you know, when things like this happen, uh, we do have to be able to pivot to be able to, I guess, have conversations with people and do our jobs in a virtual setting. So, you know, the workforce might change considerably from this point on, because people have been able to do this uh, quite easily, you know, notwithstanding some of them have children at home that run in on screen half the time. But I, I think there is, um, there is an element of the workforce that will be moving further towards um, some of the virtual Uh, meetings and those sorts of things and if you're going into an organisation that is geographically diverse so you might have part of your teams in Sydney some's in Perth some's in Auckland you know it's something that you probably need to get a bit used to so in some ways it's great practice. Uh, As far as your question around the risks that um, that recruiters are facing without being able to meet people in person. Look, there is things around body language and and those sorts of things that is a bit tricky. The sorts of things that recruiters are looking at um, is, you know, they'll ask you questions and see how you answer them, uh, both by actually answering the exact question, but also if something curly is thrown at you, then how you deal with that. I think if you're trying to make a connection with your interviewer um, via computer or if you want to sort of stand out, there's a couple of different things you can think about, like think about what's in your background. Uh, I had one of the girls from PwC not long ago said, you know, when she's looking at thousands and thousands of video interviews, uh, sometimes a change in background from the standard white wall can be quite refreshing and might help you stand out a little bit. Uh, As far as making a connection with your interviewer, if you know who that person is ahead of time, it is worthwhile having a look at them on LinkedIn perhaps. Uh, I know it feels a little like stalking, but uh, then it is you are sort of able to have a bit of background as to what they've done in the past. And things that you can think about is the sort of questions that you are going to ask back to the interviewer. So it's not just a one-way thing. if you've got nothing else at hand you can say well why do you enjoy working for this company that's the sort of thing that uh, people love talking about themselves so that's something that you can think about Uh, i don't think that i just overall really think that we just need to get used to this new way of interacting and talking to each other so Um, Just, I guess, get used to it. Start chatting to your friends on Zoom and those sorts of things and get used to that technology ahead of time.
0: Yeah, I love some of those tips that you gave, Alex. I think that adaptability to technology is such an important skill that I'm sure like a lot of recruiters are looking for in their candidates. And I think that reflecting on how maybe you can portray your personality across the computer is something that um, all students should be considering, especially if they're in the process of graduate and vacation applications. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier on about some of the media coverage that we're seeing about graduate recruitment and, um, you know, the job um, the job rate in Australia in general. We're seeing so much in the media around the impact of um, COVID on the economy and jobs every day as students. And in March, the Financial Review said that graduate jobs were the lowest since the 1990s recession. And this month, The Guardian said that 68% of firms had cancelled work experience opportunities. What would be your advice to students that are seeing this information and and reading or hearing on the news um, this kind of um, information? And should we be wary about the spread of misinformation in the media?
1: I feel like this is the point that I should bring out the Donald Trump fake news piece. But um, I'd really love to know where some of the figures that are coming out are actually coming from, because that's really not what we're seeing um, from our side. And we're part of the Australian Association of Graduate Employers as well. And that's a an industry body just for graduate recruiters. And they've done some uh, research into and surveys of the graduate recruitment industry. And There's not very many at all that are saying that they're cancelling programs. So uh, I don't think that really, I think students should really be wary about the sorts of things that they're seeing in the media and in some ways take it with a bit of a grain of salt because there is a certain level of sensationalisation that does come with that, you know, if you're talking directly to some of the employers, you're looking on jobs boards and seeing the numbers of graduate roles out there, then it's telling a very different story. Um, you know, you, you, a lot of the uh, articles are a little bit clickbaity, um, and you know we are we are going to go be going into a difficult economic time, and there is a lot of hardship ahead. But I don't think that graduate recruitment is going to bear the absolute brunt of that. I think that there are still going to be opportunities out there, and from an employer perspective, grads are quite a quite a sort of good resource to have within the company because it is something that um, you can work on and work these sort of young, talented people into the organisation. So overall advice to students about that is just just do be wary of it um, and just keep looking and keep applying. Especially with um, this whole
2: COVID-19 situation where everyone is really tense and really stressed about um, current economic situations. With all this um, misinformation being passed around on social media like wildfire, I know many students, um, I myself included, Use sources such as Wellpool to get current updates, and I know that they're. Um, mis- I know that I'm being misinformed, but what kind of suggestions would you suggest in terms of other platforms such as Grad Connection that could provide students with a greater access to accurate information and to the opportunity of gaining a holistic view of what's happening?
1: Sure, Molly, and look, I hear you. I. So many people use Whirlpool and actually Whirlpool was the place that we went to sort of see what um, originally what students uh, uh, were talking about and I know a lot of employers do keep a bit of an eye on that as well. Um, I think the rumours that fly around on there and I've seen a few and there was one thread in particular that I think someone had said, oh, everyone's cancelling their graduate recruitment this year and then it just snowballed from there. Uh, so the message that we're giving to the graduate employers is stay in contact with your applicants and let them know where where your process is sitting and give students a level of comfort around, you know, it is continuing, the timelines have changed and all that sort of thing. So that's the message we're giving to them. Whether they're all hearing it or not is another thing, um, but some are doing it better than others. As far as uh, where you can get, current updates. I mean, look, Whirlpool has its place and, you know, it is good to share um, resources and that sort of thing, but just be aware that getting caught up in, and it's almost like watching um, a Facebook comment um, feed get completely out of control. Uh, People are coming at it from different angles and with different agendas, so just be aware of that when you're going into it. We have a student blog that we run on Grad Connection and we try and keep that as up to date as we can um, with information on what's happening in the market and what we're seeing. So that's one place to go. Uh, we're also running a series of webinars uh, with graduate employers actually sitting on a panel and talking through the sorts of things that they're doing um, to help this current situation and and how they're pivoting their processes so looking out for things like that um, that is coming straight from the horse's mouth as it were is something that is really worthwhile. The other people that are doing a lot of things as well is the um, career services at a lot of the universities so they're running some really good processes as well so I guess keeping an eye out for those uh, vetted sources. So things like us, like your know, career service, like some other suppliers that actually understand graduate market is the best place to go because everywhere else it's just rumour and and I guess people firing each other up. So just something to be aware of.
0: Alex, for us as students, um, this is really the first time that we've had to deal with the impact of an economic crisis. But we do realise that past economic crises can really shed light on what's happening even today. What lessons do you reckon that we can learn from the impact of previous financial crises um, and how they've impacted graduate recruitment like, for example, like the GFC?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think um, you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of uh, the Gen, what are you, Millennials Gen Z um haven't seen the sort of economic crisis that we're um we're sort of on the brink of now but it's not the first time that these sorts of things have happened and look this is probably economically going to be worse than the gfc um having said that there's a lot of learnings that graduate recruiters have taken from things like the gfc so i think the fact that the Graduate recruiters and uh, companies are still going out for graduates, is something that they learnt from uh, the global financial crisis. For example, you had during the GFC a lot of people looked at graduate recruitment and just cut it. And then they found it very, very difficult to get back into the market the following um, couple of years when the market did turn around and get better. Uh, I think if you treat someone poorly, then that's leaving a bad taste in their mouth and then, you know, that is is a real challenge going forward. So, you know, if they offered students roles and then reneged on those roles and then cut them closer to the time, I think that did immeasurable damage to uh, the brand of those or the graduate brand of those companies. So I think that's where you'll see that a lot of them are, are not looking to cancel programs altogether for that reason. The other thing that um, I've been speaking to a few of my clients about is that they have actually started seeing now, so what are we, almost 10 years on from the GFC, um, or more than that, sorry, <clears throat> and they're seeing that there's gaps in their organisation's workforce further on in the uh in I guess the levels so at a certain level of management there's gaps that would normally have been filled by graduates that are now uh, they're having to go externally to find those people and there's less of them uh, around at that level so you know I think people have learned that lesson and hopefully that's meaning that you know that graduates aren't the first to bite the dust when this sort of thing happens.
2: Alex, that's really good to hear that we've learnt from the past. I guess that's some sort of silver lining um, amongst this COVID-19 situation. I know that this situation has deeply affected everyone's lives. And personally, I myself have considered extending my course to give myself an opportunity to get an internship program. And we've heard the same from many other students who want to ride out the uncertainty of getting a job this year in hopes of having better opportunities once this all passes.
1: Do you see any benefits or drawbacks in this strategy? Um, n- Not necessarily. Uh, I think the only thing I'd say is if you are looking at further study, just make sure it is something that is going to be useful to you. Don't just pick any random thing. Um, I I do think, I, and I did hear that during the GFC that quite a lot of people did take that time to educate themselves further. And, I, you know, any form of education is a good thing, I think. Uh, what I would just say, um, Molly, to you and to anyone else that's thinking about doing that is um, use that as your sort of backup plan. You know, try and get that internship if you can. Um, there are still plenty out there. So give that a go first and then start thinking about, you um, you know further educational opportunities um, because sometimes you can do them both at the same time uh, the other thing to sort of consider when you're doing that is you know if you are looking at a particular employer a particular type of industry maybe ask the question of them what sort of additional study they would look favorably on um, and consider making your choices based on that so the sorts of things that I'm seeing as um, areas of growth is things like technology and data analytics. So upskilling in those sorts of things can always be a plus, Um, particularly, you know, if you're from a business background, but then you've also got a little bit of technology background, then that's something that's quite useful to look at. Um, But yeah, I don't really see any drawbacks in further study. Getting yourself educated is definitely a positive.
0: It's been fantastic to get some of your um, perspectives, Alex, on what's happening within uh, the graduate recruitment and internship recruitment space. I'd love to just get a little bit of your insight into what you think some of the long-term impacts will be on the job market for this generation of graduates.
1: Um, I'll just play fortune teller here uh, and then you can tell me that I was correct <laughs> in about 10 years' time. Um, so I guess if I'm looking at long-term impacts, you know, if I, if I take it on a lens of SEEK and grad connection, um, we're looking at this as a temporary sort of blip Um, obviously it will take us some time to get out of the economic issues that we will be facing as a result of this Um, but we're looking at this long term and thinking well you know in a year or two's time um, it will pick up again so how can we get ourselves ready for that resurgence I guess in a couple of years time so I think that Obviously, this is is causing a lot of issues to a lot of people, but um, how we prepare ourselves for the future is really uh, something that we do need to think about and we can't be complacent and get too caught up in the doom and gloom of what's happening right now, looking into the future and seeing when things are going to pick up and the sorts of industries that are going to be thriving as a result of um, this. And I think I alluded to that with some of the technology pieces Um, then I think those are the sorts of things that, you know, really need to be thought about um, and considered in the long term.
0: Yeah, I definitely had to throw in a bit of a fortune teller um, glass crystal ball question at the end there for you, Alex. But thank you so much for all of your insights. Um, It's been fantastic having a conversation with you today because I really do think that it's so important to have open communication in a time like now and to really provide students with some credible sources of information to help them feel a little bit more certain about the future and to help maybe clarify some of the unknown we do always like to sign off um, with our guests just by a quick recommendation for listeners would you like to recommend anything to any of our banking on women listeners
1: uh, i think you said i could do something that wasn't necessarily based on um, future sort of careers and that sort of thing. I guess during this time now, the sorts of things that we've been looking at as a company and, and things that I'm doing with my friends and that sort of thing uh, is looking at ways to entertain ourselves virtually. So looking at um, online games like I think it's Jackbox and Kahoot and those sorts of things to kind of jazz up your Zoom catch-ups with friends is always something that's quite fun and something a little bit different. You guys are probably well and truly all over that. But uh, but that's something, I I guess, try and keep the fun in in how you're engaging with each other and um, possibly give some of the grad recruiters some of those um, pieces of advice as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we're all finding really innovative ways to stay connected online at the moment. Alex, thank you so much for joining us today and providing us with some fantastic insights. And thank you so much to everyone who's listening. Please stay safe and we'll talk again soon. Thank you.
1: Thanks, Taylor and Molly.